This is 100 Days of Dante, a podcast journey through Dante's divine comedy, one canto at a time. Join us online at 100daysofdante.com. Let's read together. What relationship might there be between the way we experience the body on earth and the kinds of bodies we may become? In Canto 25, Dante, Virgil, and Statius continue to pass through purgatory and see souls being purged from the sins of the flesh. They've seen those being purged from gluttony, and Dante is puzzling over the appearance of these shades. He's nervous about asking what he wonders out loud, but Virgil encourages him to speak. Just before the group approaches the fiery ledge of those being purged from lust, then, we get what some call a scientific digression. Interrupting talk of poetics is this lecture on embryology. Surprising as it might be, it makes sense coming between treatments of disordered indulgence of these appetites. It comes in response to the really good question that Dante asks. Dante asks why the shades look skinny, even though they don't actually have bodies. It shouldn't happen that way. As happens often in the Commedia, the puzzle helps draw us forward. The question about why the disembodied seem lean when they no longer have physical flesh leads to an answer that mulls the relationships between body and soul, earthly body and heavenly body, memory and intellect, and finally, how sensitive parts of the soul connect to intellectual ones which mirror the triune God. Some scholars have striven to unpack this embryology as a metaphor to authorize an interpretation of poetry or memory. Maybe Dante is saying something here about how God breathes inspiration for poetry. It's possible. That's a reasonable metaphor. But I think we should start by thinking about human generation, that oldish term for the whole process of reproduction, gestation, and birth, on its own terms first. Unless you have a particular interest in antique reproductive biology or medieval ensoulment theories, the Commedia reader might never meet these ideas outside of the pages here. Perhaps we can get from thinking about this to a bigger metaphor when we first understand better what human becoming is all about. Here, the answer Statius gives to Dante's good question proceeds through this logical sequence. In order to explain aerial bodies, you first have to understand the creation of the earthly body. Here, Dante is reflecting his awareness of contemporary debates about generation and ensoulment. When he makes these comments, we, he says something quite different from what we think. We think we know how babies are made, but people in Dante's time also thought they knew. We think sperm meets egg and DNA fuse and the newly distinct genetic package multiplies and grows. This was not their explanation. The puzzle they had to explain was this, how from liquid emitted by man and woman a solid arose, how from this fluid undifferentiated mess came specific body parts, pointy and distinct and functional like elbows and noses and thumbs, but also a unity, a whole new person and not just parts. And this was key, how a person with a soul emerged and not just a physical body. Where did the spirit and or soul come from and how did it arise in the body? And then what happened to that when a person entered the realm where Dante now travels? Medieval embryology may not be right. That is an accurate explanation of fetal growth as we understand it but it perceptively answers problems they at least knew were interpretive problems. The theory we see here is that babies are made 
to some essence that comes from the Father. This essence is made from the hyper-digested or perfected blood from his body. Because it has been so refined, this blood becomes powerful to generate a new creature. It becomes what Dante calls here seed. When, through contact of man and woman, this perfected blood is delivered, delivered to what Dante calls the natural vessel, it makes a new thing, a body, by coagulating her much less perfected blood and then quickening it. But how does that body become alive? And how does it get a soul? Medieval theorists striving to understand the soul borrowed from Aristotle and others, systematized by Thomas Aquinas. They recognized, as we do, that humans share some features with other living creatures, and also that each creature has a soul appropriate to its kind of body. The soul and body come together. Thus, at first, this creature would be able to grow kind of like a plant, and so would have a soul suitable to that sage, such as a plant possesses. As it keeps on working, it would become able to move and feel like an animal, here like a sea sponge, with the soul more suitable for an animal. Then it would grow to the next stage. And remember, it's still the man's perfected blood powering all these metamorphoses. Dante admits this is all hard to understand. How did this animal become a child, in the words of the text? Statius here reveals that at this point, God breathes into it an immortal soul. Let's pay attention to the words here, and I quote, No, at the moment in the fetus, when the brain's articulation is complete, the first mover in gladness at that hour, breathing a new spirit replete with power, drawing the active virtues it may find into its own substance, making them one soul. That's the way the text puts it. God's visitation does not just add another in the developmental line of souls, but integrates into one a soul and makes a human child. That word here for the human child made by God is fante, literally meaning one that speaks. God's breath allows the human to speak. What strange ideas these are to us. It's quite an amazing power to ascribe to a human man to contribute this essence that not only starts the new creature, but keeps it morphing on ahead from one stage to another. Still, notice where all this thrilling transformation happens. In the body of a woman. If the belly of a woman is where the fetus is when God comes to give it a soul, then that must mean that God comes in gladness to the woman in order to enliven the child. Insolment imagined this way implies visitation of God to each woman who is working along on her part of the gestational project while God does what God does. Much more could be said about this account of human generation. I treasure it less for its answers than its questions. It seems to me not a rude scientific interruption, but a really fruitful imagination of who and how we are. It wonders about our bodies and souls, how they come to be and what becomes of them in a way that connects to other big categories, the nature of memory, the relationship of moral development to physical development. In the way of human becoming, as Statius describes it, the order on earth was that the body grew with a soul appropriate to the physical stage. In this other world, with, quote, the lesser powers mute, memory, intelligence, and will grow more acute and stamp the air with our human faculties. Body and soul matter together, hearts and whole, throughout this journey. Thank you for reading Dante's Divine Comedy with us. Continue the journey at 100daysofdante.com.
100 Days of Dante is brought to you by the Baylor University Honors College with support from the Torrey Honors College at Biola University, the Templeton Honors College at Eastern University, the University of Dallas, Whitworth University, and Gonzaga University in Florence.